welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Scientist, poet and mystic, complementary ways of knowing and being. I am Marilyn Monk. In the beginning, people are always asking young children, what do you want to be when you grow up? I can remember my childhood answers quite clearly. I grew up in the country in Australia. At night, I would lie on the ground and gaze at the stars stretching across the vast and mysterious dark sky, stars so dense that they formed an iridescent cloud, the Milky Way. I wondered, does it go on forever? Are there other beings out there like us? I was transported away in overwhelming awe and wonder. I was going to be an astronaut. In the daytime, I was fascinated by the mystery of life forms close at hand. My attention was absorbed by armies of marching ants, the hovering dragonflies, the lizards who could shed their tails if caught, the huge hairy spiders that came to rest on my bedroom ceiling, a sign that it was going to rain. I loved to herd the chooks around the back garden and watch their chicks peck their way out of their eggs on the kitchen floor. I loved the snakes as they crawled across my feet while I was collecting blackberries or mushrooms. I loved the huge dairy horses snuffling around my head as I sat near the fence offering them a blade of grass. Later, when I had my first pony, I would ride through the huge temperate forests of the mountain ranges where we lived. I would meet these strange, funny creatures along the way, duck-billed platypuses, wombats, kangaroos, koalas, and the lyrebirds mimicking the sounds of the forest. I wondered how all these wonderful creatures had come into being. Where did they come from? Was it true that each came from a sort of seed, a tiny egg cell? I was going to be a biologist, maybe an embryologist. Then there was the influence of my parents, ballet dancing, piano lessons, painting in oils, and of course the gatherings of the clans, the endless birthday parties of other kids, social engagements that I never liked and still don't today. I had learned that I could trust animals not to hurt me, but other human beings were a different matter. My night terrors were about dangerous humans, never animals. I shied away from social gatherings and instead immersed myself in nature and in art, which suited my fearful and reclusive character. I was going to be an artist, perhaps a poet. As it happened, I went on to become a scientist, mainly because I could get 100% in maths exams. But remembering those childhood polarities today, the stargazer, the budding biologist, the reclusive artist, I realised that the most important awakening in my life arose from my involvement with a spiritual master in India. 
I first went to the ashram in Pune in 1976, not because I was seeking spirituality, but because a friend was living there and Bombay was a convenient stopover flying home to Australia to visit parents. However, it was normal for new arrivals at the ashram to attend a darshan meeting with the master. This proved to be such a momentous experience. Once seated before the master, I was suddenly transported into another state of being by a powerful and irresistible force. I felt totally exposed, totally seen, totally known, totally accepted, totally loved. And another too overwhelming, unforgettable experience happened, as if infectious, due to connection with the Master. Difficult to describe, but I call them whoosh and wow transitions into another plane of being, a vibrant, dancing, sparkling energy. The accompanying feelings of ecstasy, exhilaration and amazement were life-changing. But how to reconcile these new spiritual experiences with my identity as a serious orthodox scientist wedded to rational, logical facts and evidence, objective truth reproducible by anyone, anywhere? My spiritual emergence caused major problems in my scientific life. I was ridiculed by my colleagues, publicly denounced, made fun of, no longer to be taken seriously. My male colleagues were particularly vociferous in their condemnation, perhaps also because they felt that my scientific discoveries were making them wrong. But my discoveries, including several paradigm shifts, was simply the result of my natural curiosity and wonder. Both in life and in the lab, I was always attracted to things that did not fit with the accepted dogma. Today it's difficult for me to keep up with the science, but strange things continue to happen, and I've had other mysterious experiences, correct premonitions of impending danger, friends and loved ones visiting me in dreams and in other powerful experiences when they die, and constant telephone telepathy. In addition to the awakening experiences in India, there was also a discourse given by the spiritual master on aspects of science, art and mysticism seen as complementary ways of knowing and being. This discourse had a huge impact on me as it revealed and healed the conflict between the scientist, poet and mystic within myself. At the time, these three parts of me were so separate that they hardly knew each other. By mystic, I mean one who attains a sense of knowing by dissolving into the whole. By scientist, I mean one who actively seeks knowledge through fragmentation of the whole and examination of the parts. They are in some ways complementary opposites. The scientist is concentration and effort. The mystic is zooming out into the whole. And then there's the poet who encapsulates my love of nature and my love of beauty. Of course, the three parts talk to each other. They influence and inspire each other. In my science, 
I have experienced so much serendipity. Sometimes I even made inexplicable mistakes that revealed new insights. And I also needed to learn to be appropriate, not to take my scientist into a love affair and not to take my mystic into the lamp. I spoke about my childhood desire to be a biologist and my particular fascination, where do living beings come from? One day in my laboratory, many years later, I was looking down a microscope at a four-cell embryo. Suddenly, my childhood wonder came flooding back. I was suspended in a state of awe, looking at the magical symmetry of this tiny embryo and the glow of the cells as they reflected the light. I could almost sense the whole mysterious potential of this simple life form to develop and grow into a new being. I realized in that moment that I was involved in the very research that absorbed me as a child. I also realized in that moment that one could never absolutely define the magic of the awe and wonder of existence and I was happy that this was so. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.